they've been in my life since I was a child. My nonna used to use them. My parents used to use them. And as soon as I moved out of my, my home, my parents were like, here, you need a mocha. This. If I have to sing this stupid song one more time... Good news, you don't. A group of podcast types have come together to bring you this collection of 20-second stories, interviews, and other ear candy to wash your hands by. Stay safe, stay well, and listen, rinse, repeat. Welcome to the Geopaths Podcast, where we talk to people who are connected to and impacted by many different cultures. Today's episode is a coffee episode. If you like what we're doing on the Geopets podcast on any of the seven different themed shows, please head over to Podchaser, P-O-D-C-H-A-S-E-R, and leave us a quick review. Like I said, this episode is a coffee episode, and we have Bianca Fontana, nutritionist, all-around awesome person, and a dear friend of mine from when I lived in Shanghai, China. She is currently living in Shanghai, China, but as she puts it, seeking refuge from corona in Australia, which unfortunately it's spreading to as well. She is a qualified high school ESL English and Italian teacher currently working in language testing in China, although on a break from that at the moment because of everything that's happened with all of that. But she's dreaming of a full-time career nutrition, which is her real passion. She's a carnivore, biohacker, and nutritional therapist with a love of travel, cats, working out and playing sports, cooking at home, drinking coffee, her niece and nephews, and discussing health and well-being with anyone and everyone who is willing and able. Just this morning, I woke up and saw a 13-minute Instagram video that she did going through the five stages of grief as an overlay to view everything that's going on with the coronavirus and just a reminder to ourselves to reflect, take the moment that we need to check in on our emotions and to try not to act in fear. But she goes into more personal depth than that and I'll put that in the show notes or you can follow her at her Instagram and check it out for yourself. Her Instagram is Bianca, B-I-A-N-C-A, Fontana, F-O-N-T-A-N-A, underscore, F-N-T-P. I'll I'll put it on the blog also at stephaniefuccio.com. I think her message is timely and beautiful. So let's get to the slurpy goodness of the coffee conversation that I had with Bianca very recently. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much, Bianca, for joining us on the Geopets Podcast Coffee Show. Hey, it's so lovely to be here. It's lovely, lovely to have this chat. So we like to open the show with a bit of a coffee slurp. Is that a coffee that you're drinking right there? No, I wish it was. It's like 7 p.m. here, so oh, yeah. Okay, water. can we pretend it's coffee and make some noise anyway? Absolutely. Okay, as loud as you can. Okay. <laughs> So Bianca, you have lived in and been to many places globally, so before we get to the coffee part of that, can you give our listeners a brief introduction to where you are from and where you have been geographically? Yeah, so I am from Australia, born and raised in the country about two hours out of Melbourne, but spent most of my time living in Melbourne. And when I was probably 17, I started traveling. And so I went, spent a year in Italy at the age of 17. So that was 
sort of my first big major trip abroad. Then I have lived in Italy. I've lived in Austria. I've lived in China, which is where I currently am now. So I'm living in Shanghai in China. And I feel like there's somewhere else. Oh, London. I've lived in London as well. Um, yeah, so I'm currently in Shanghai in China and I've been there the last five years. But I think it's coming to an end soon. I think I'm going to depart sometime this year. So who knows where I'll be after that? Could be home. Could be year elsewhere. of mystery. Yeah, so yeah. you're living, living in Shanghai, but right now you're back in Australia for a bit, right? That's right, yeah. In Mel- near, near Melbourne, which absolutely every single person in the world tells me has the most amazing coffee culture. Is that true? It is so true. It's just, it's not comparable to anywhere else. I mean, you know, there are lots of coffee snobs around the world, but I think Melbourne, Melbourneers, Melbourneites, they Melbourneians, that's what they call them. <laughs> um, they are serious coffee snobs. Yeah. Yeah. That's Boutique amazing. coffee everywhere. Yeah. It's great. I love it. I love it. We are definitely going to get to that in a bit. But also, can you tell our listeners a little bit about what you do online and where they can find you online? Yeah, sure. So I'm actually a nutritional therapy practitioner. That just basically means I'm a functional holistic nutritionist. So I do that online and you can find me like on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, all of those places at Bianca Fontana, usually like underscore FNTP, F functional nutritional therapy practitioner, FNTP. I consult with people. So if people are wanting nutrition advice and support, you know, motivation to change or whether they're needing advice about their, their diet, their current eating patterns, I tend to have a bit of a niche in the ketogenic, the low carb type of lifestyle. Yeah. Your Instagram account is dangerous to look at if you're hungry because your, your pictures of your lunches and dinners and things are sizzlingly beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. I enjoy eating. (laughs) (laughs) And, and your coffee videos lately. Yay. (laughs) That was quite a piece of equipment that you were using to make your coffee the other day. Is that a giant espresso machine? It is. It is. It's the beauty of being back at my parents' house right now is that I get get to make my own espresso every morning and it is just divine. Okay. So walk us through what you make and how you make it. Okay. So I guess it depends on the day. Sometimes I will go for uh, like a long black. And so you've got the process of us grinding the beans. My parents have two settings. One is for like a preset one for my dad and one for my mom. So I just usually use one of those. They have, they have the, gosh, I don't even know what the name is where you put the coffee into. So you like basically grind the beans, put the, put that in there. You get what's mm-hmm. called the tamper. I believe, and you like press it down and you have to make sure it's even and you can like tap the sides and just, you know, (laughs) make sure it all is, is in there in the right spot. And gosh, it's such an art. Like, I think I know what I'm doing, but I'll get to to that a bit later about how my brother corrected me on Instagram was like coaching me through the procedure. (laughs) But um, yeah, then you like, yeah, then you attach that, that handle thing where the coffee has been put into onto the machine. You have to make sure it's nice and tight And then you've got the buttons with all the different settings. So you've got one that's just manual where it just basically keeps going until you stop it. Or it's got like a one 
espresso shot or a double espresso shot. So, so can I interrupt you for a second? Yeah. Um, ha- about half of our listeners are from the U.S. and they may or may not be coffee specialists and all that kind of stuff. They may not know what a long black is. Can you okay. explain that? So it's without any milk. It's just black coffee. Yeah. But it's like an espresso with more water added, essentially. Mm-hmm. How is so that different it's than Americano? Not, yeah, it's stronger. It's definitely stronger. So I'd say it's probably more along the lines of two or three shots, maybe. Yeah, it's very strong. <laughs> <laughs> the way very one should cool. drink coffee. <laughs> yes, yes. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Yeah, yeah, I got quite addicted to flat whites at the end of my time in Shanghai, which seems slightly ironic. But yeah, and I don't remember black the white? difference between flat white and like cappuccino or latte or things, but there's it's taste so much better. So the flat white, I, I, I believe, um, originates from Australia. Although I think New Zealand likes to fight for the title of <laughs> creator as well. They, Yeah, they think they created it. But basically, it is not as much sort of foaming of the milk. So I think the milk is, how would you say, is it like thinner? There's not as much froth. And the, I think there's not as much milk as well. I think the latte has more foam and more milk. Yeah. Given that it is latte, which means milk, that's the whole uh, the whole idea is that it's more milk, less coffee. Whereas I think the flat white, and who knows, maybe someone out there will correct me, but I think that the difference is in the amount of coffee to milk ratio, and also the um, froth. Yeah, has less, so it's it's more smooth. It's definitely an art form. And how did you learn how to make these drinks? I just toy around with the machine and just figured it out. Yeah. But like like I said, my brother corrected me on my Instagram post and yeah. I also was asking for his help because he's got his own machine. He lives in the US. And yeah. so when I've been over there, he's made me coffee, but he's taken it to the next level. He's like working on the actual artwork on top of the, wow. of the actual coffee. Yeah. yeah. So he'll post pictures on his Instagram of like a little flower that he's designed on top or whatever. And he also tests different milks as well. So what? he's, um, yeah, he's like, soy milk tends to coagulate a bit more. So sometimes that's not <laughs> as easy to work with. And he's like, the best, the ultimate, like, milk to use for a coffee is just full cream milk. Like, yep. he's like, hands down, it's the best. So, but I, as much as I love full cream milk, full cream milk doesn't love me. So I... You know, if I'm if I'm having a treat or something like that and I'm out mm. at a coffee shop, then that's what I might go for because, let's face it, it tastes the best. Creamy, it froths well, and, you know, it's just delicious with the coffee. But when I'm here in Australia, we obviously have loads of different types of milks, so I've been going for this, like, organic, activated almond milk. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, someone will probably be like, no, she can't have a coffee like that. Like that, a, a coffee snob might might go there and might say, no, oh. no, can't drink a coffee with almond milk. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's so yeah, some mornings I'll wake up and I'm like, I just want black coffee today. Other yeah. mornings I'll wake up and I'll be like, okay, I'm going to add some milk. I want a little bit, bit, bit of a different taste, different texture sort of thing. I never add sugar. Uh, it's just not my thing, but I, I do like coconut milk as well. Coconut milk oh, yeah. does have sort of a sweetness to it, so and it's quite creamy, quite fatty, so it's quite a nice combination. Love coffee. Oh, me too. That when we lived in Arizona for grad school, we there was one coffee shop in Tucson that did 
coconut milk lattes. And huh. I was like, yes, that, that would be fine. Thank you. I would like that. And it was so, it was so, so delicious. So good. Um, and I usually lean away from lattes because I don't have a complete milk intolerance, but I definitely don't feel great if I have that much, which is why I lean yeah. towards cappuccinos. But the coconut milk latte, since it was coconut milk, it was just like fair game. Let's make this sucker yeah. creamy. Yeah, for sure. If I've eaten a meal and it's like lunchtime and it's post meal, I love to have a coffee then and I'll love to have like an espresso. But sometimes what I'll do is I'll have a um, what's called a macchiato and the yes. macchiato is just a dollop, just a little bit, just a touch of milk. Yeah. And it's just like macchiato actually means like marked. So it's like it's just been... Yeah, it's just the tiniest bit in there and it's just perfect. <laughs> I love them. Love them, love yeah. them, love them. I have seen them in a fair bit of places in Germany and they were pretty common in Shanghai. I loved it. They used to tell me, now we have to tell you that it's small. And I'm like, yep, <laughs> it sure is. Because <laughs> Atto is like one of those things like it means small in Italian. Like ATO at the end of an Italian word, doesn't that mean small? Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, I wanted to school them, but mostly I just wanted my coffee. So I'm like, yep that's good. I'm fine. (laughs) But yeah, they're so, so delicious. Oh yeah. Steph here. I just wanted to pop in and tell you some information that you may not already know about the Geopets podcast and specifically about my podcasting projects that extend beyond geopaths, believe it or not. First and foremost, at stephfuccio.com, S-T-E-P-H-F-U-C-C-I-O, you can see all of the things I'm about to talk to you about. First and foremost is the podcast itself. I'm shifting everything over from the Podbean site to the stephfuccio.com site, And the podcast episodes are starting to be sorted by the different shows, the coffee show, the book show, the language show, you know where this is going. So when it's all done, you can click on the theme that you like and see all of those episodes there. It's a work in progress. It'll probably take me all year. Hey, I move countries. Be nice. Also, there's podcast events and groups. There's groups for listeners and podcasters in Berlin, Germany, but there's also the online version of these groups as well. Also, we've got Pod Rev Day, which is Podcast Review Day. Now, if you're a podcast listener and you love podcasts, but you always forget to tell the podcasters what you think about their projects, Pod Rev Day is for you. It's on the 8th of every month and the rest of the information you're going to have to go to stephfuccio.com and click on Pod Rev Day to find out. To support the podcast, we have a support page with affiliates. We also have a buy me a coffee thing. If you ever want to buy me a coffee, that's all on there. I have affiliates that will help you if you're a podcaster. I have affiliate links that'll help you if you're an expat, especially right now, American expat. I hope to build those up to include more stuff. There's also a contact page where you you can leave me a typed message or you can leave me a a voice message on SpeakPipe. So however you spend your time on stephfuccio.com, I'm excited that you're listening and I'm excited that you will go over to the website and check these things out and hopefully pass it on to someone else that you think might be interested. So all of that is at stephfuccio.com. There's more, but I just wanted to give you a quick overview. If you haven't been to my website, I'm pretty excited about the podcasting related things that we're doing and I hope that you get involved. Oh, yeah. Do you pick your beans or are you just kind of grabbing it, whatever your parents have in the house right now? Like, I am using what they're using. They have 
this again a, a little boutique place in Melbourne that does these beans and so I think they found them in Melbourne and they just keep buying them because they they taste so good you know when I was in China for example I don't have the fancy espresso machine so I would just use what are they called like a mocha it's a oh, stove top yeah 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 we've got I don't know why I always call it a percolator or like, yeah, yeah, so I think they have a few different names, but yeah, they just go on the stove and I've used them since like, they've been in my life since I was a child. Like my nonna used to use them. My parents used to use them. And so it was just what I, as soon as I moved out of my, my home, my parents were like, here, you need a mocha. (laughs) (laughs) That was what, it's just how, how life went. And so yeah, I was using that in China and I would get beans. I try and get organic beans usually and I would get the beans that were, yeah, they're either Italian or French. Also in China, they've got the Yunnan province, I think is <laughs> famous for tea and now coffee. And so I think that's where the beans were actually coming from. So they were Chinese beans, but like French roast or Italian roast. Yeah. 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 And they were really lovely. So um, what I was, was your favorite place to get beans? Did you get them from the supermarket or did you get them from the coffee shop? In Shanghai, yeah, all of the expat supermarkets online, they all do have those options. I have bought them off of like Taobao in certain or, yeah, I think it was Taobao as well. Mm-hmm. But um, there were also these coffee roasters called Emil and something else. I can't remember. I've got them on WeChat, but yeah, they do really nice beans as well and they'll like roast them on the day that they send them to you and stuff like wow. that. Yeah. Nice and fresh and yeah, I really like that. But when I was in Hawaii recently, I bought back because usually if I go <sighs> somewhere and I know they've got beans and I was mm-hmm. in Kona and oh Kona gosh. coffee is, is supposedly famous. Yeah. Um, so I was, I had read online that, that it was a grown in, in Kona. So I was like, okay, I have to come back with those beans. And they were really lovely. They were Yes. You said they were, so you've gotten through that bag already. They're done. <laughs> bags and they're done. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, because that's an interesting point I haven't thought about. There's a lot of places that don't grow the coffee, but they, they roast them and they do they process them incredibly well. Like Japan's gotten really good at that. But then there's right. places like Hawaii that grow and roast, and that must yeah. be just like the epitome of gorgeousness. Okay. So when you were in Hawaii, did you find yourself having too many coffees throughout the day? Oh my God. So many. <laughs> just wasn't even funny. Cause everywhere was like advertising. We have Kona coffee and I'm yeah. like, we need to stop there now. <laughs> <laughs> Two hours later. Um, I think we need to go back there. <laughs> yeah, no, it was really good. And then there, are, um, Hawaii has, uh, they have like quite a lot of hippies there as well Mm. and so there were some pretty like I don't know if hippie or hipster is the right word it was maybe a bit of both but it was this really cool coffee shop we found um and they like you said before they had coconut milk and almond milk and they had all these really beautiful options and uh Kona coffee yeah was really good find I love finding great coffee shops let's go back to the nutritionist part of all of this because some people argue and I'm sure you've seen this that coffee is not good for your health it artificially does blah blah and blah what's your what's your personal take on coffee and physical well-being it's a tricky question. Um, it's very, there's a lot going on with coffee. So I think that everybody should drink coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, 
you have approval from a nutritionist. You can <laughs> Why coffee is tricky is because of the effect that coffee has on the body. So mm-hmm. it's not necessarily coffee that is bad for us. It's mm-hmm. the effect on our system in terms of the creation of our stress response. So coffee in some people can actually raise blood sugar. Coffee can, yeah, stress the system, which means that more cortisol is produced, which again, creates more stress. So when I was in Hawaii and I was having way too many coffees, it really did have a literal effect on my body. And I also think that women are more sensitive when it comes to coffee and all of the studies that they do, they tend to be on men. Yeah. So we don't really know too much about how things impact on women. But I know from working with a lot of women that if they have more than two coffees a day, usually they tend to end up quite jittery and quite like, you know, stressed almost. Mm-hmm. It just exacerbates any stress you might have. If you're a really chill person and you have nothing stressful going on in your life, you mm-hmm. could probably get away with two, three coffees a day and be totally fine. Yeah. But as soon as you've got stress in your life and you go and have too much, that can be a real problem. So what I like to do for myself, because I am someone who experiences stress, is I like to have a coffee with food or just after Yeah, so I want to have something in my stomach when I'm having my coffee. And I don't like to have one super early as well. I'd rather like sort of get up, have some water and hydrate myself because coffee can be quite dehydrating. So they usually say that for every like cup of coffee that you drink, you need to have about a cup and a half of water to Mm. balance out the hydration. So when we get up in the morning, we are usually already quite dehydrated because we mm-hmm. haven't drunk overnight, right? So we need to hydrate just to balance that. And then once, we, then once we've had some food, have some coffee and yeah. But it's not the same for everyone. So you really do have to listen to your body as to whether, you know, what's good for you and how you actually are responding. If you listen carefully, you will actually notice it, like mm-hmm. whether you are feeling a bit more sort of anxious. That's my take on coffee. But I don't think <laughs> coffee itself is the enemy. I think that yeah. coffee, there are a lot of studies that have shown that coffee has a lot of like antioxidant benefits for the body benefits, sure. like red wine as well, you know, yes. where you can have some and, and your body responds well to it. I said before that I like to buy organic and I think that being aware of Um, the sprays and the chemicals that are used Mm on all plants that are grown. Um, If we can avoid that, that would be also another benefit to not have that extra burden of toxins in the system. And there are some people who will say that coffee can harbor what's called microtoxins, which are Mm -hmm. like a mold, and that that can be bad for us as well. But I don't know. I think if you buy organic, fresh coffee and you're not overdoing it, I think it's okay. Yeah. And I think a lot of foods have not necessarily the the mold in them, but they have, there's always something wrong with everything. It feels like even like legumes and stuff, the outer shell can be painful for some people and grains for sure are. Yeah. I don't know if there's any, is there any one food that's just flat out good for us with no negatives? Steak. <laughs> well, depending on what your steak has, what your cow has eaten, probably. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Grass, grass fed. Yeah. Grass yeah. Fed yeah. The passport, yeah. American passport holder. I'm very hesitant. Like when, when China started importing American meat, my heart sank 
I was like, that's a yeah. step in the wrong direction, folks. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. That's, uh, that's way too far over away from coffee, but yeah, yeah. freaking broke my but, heart. You know what I was saying before about like diet, not being everything. Mm-hmm. I think when you, um, when you sit down and you enjoy something, yes. that makes a really big difference to how it plays out in your system as well. You mm-hmm. know, it's like you're enjoying the moment, you're enjoying the coffee, you're appreciating and grateful. Like it makes a real difference as to how your body responds to something too. So I think if you love coffee, you know, you should appreciate coffee. Hell yeah. 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 <laughs> Let's go back to the beginning of your coffee love affair. Did you grow up drinking it as a kid? No, I wasn't allowed to. No? Okay. Actually, no, a little bit. Aha. <laughs> my my nonna, she um what was very a very common staple for Italians, I guess, was to have like a a big coffee mug, sort of probably even bigger than the one you're using right now. Mm-hmm. But it it's sort of bowl, you know, small bowl size. Yeah. And they would put um, coffee and milk um, and then they would tear up like bread mm-hmm. and they would put it in there. And so huh. they would have this, yeah, it, was, it, it almost, I guess it was a poor man's food, right? Because it would usually be stale bread. So I'm guessing mm-hmm. that they put the stale bread in there. Yeah. Obviously my nana wasn't eating stale bread, but it was just an old habit. So yeah, she used to, consume it like that every morning and so she would let us try that and yeah so I definitely did have some coffee when I was a little one yeah 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 me too my mom had a mocha pot and occasionally she would make espresso right but occasionally I would try it but I always honestly I think I was just over 30 when I finally like I had a cup of coffee that finally made me understand and then get quickly addicted to the taste wow. and the experience and stuff. But for the longest time I was like, I don't get it. Y'all are wasting a lot of money. I taste <laughs> so much better. Like I just, I just, I just, just no, but I do remember trying it a few different times as a kid and being like, mom, you're freaking weird. This is just gross, gross but, stuff. <laughs> well, I'm glad you, I'm glad you came over to the <laughs> Me too. <laughs> And now it's just, it's just ridiculous. We literally go on, but like you were talking about, if you know you're, you go on vacation in a place that has good coffee, we will like intentionally pack to leave room to bring stuff back. <laughs> and we have As very good like, coffee addicts should. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's going to smell up your clothes. I'm sorry. That's not a problem. No, not, not a all. real problem. <laughs> not at all. That's that's a, that's. A I think sign. that's actually one of the things I loved about coffee. Like, and my sister, she doesn't drink coffee to this day. She has not fallen in love with coffee, mm. but yet she wakes up in the morning and when she smells coffee, she loves the smell. She's like, yeah. as soon as I drink it, she's like, I'm not interested. But when yeah. I wake up in the morning and the coffee smell isn't there, it's just like there's something missing. Aww. She absolutely there's there's there, it's intoxicating that smell. Like it's. It is gorgeous coffee is a beautiful smell so when did you start to like drinking coffee then yeah so um when I was 17 as I said before I went to Italy and that was it was all over my love affair began (laughs) a long long time ago and I was an espresso girl through and through I was a smoker at the time yeah so it would be coffee cigarette at the bar in Italy which is a totally different experience from the cafe culture that we've developed all around the world especially Mm -hmm. Melbourne um, whereby you sit and you slowly drink 
and that sort of thing. Whereas in Italy, it's a very fast experience. You're, there's not much socializing that happens. You're just in and out. Usually you'll get like a brioche, which is like a croissant type thing, Mm -hmm. type pastry. So yeah, it'd be a grab and go situation. You down your espresso in one shot. So they don't ever make it too hot as well because you have to be able to drink it quickly. I could have been drinking about seven of those things a day. That is like, that is how much coffee I was drinking way back then. (laughs) Coffee was, yeah, in my system from a very early age. (laughs) Do you remember the first, was it the first espresso that you had when you were 17 that hit you and you're like, whoa, it, it, it completely hit you? Or was it a few espressos in when that moment hit? I think at the beginning, like when I didn't have the tolerance to it, then it was just after one. Um, But then when it became just a a part of the day where you would just naturally go to the bar and get another coffee and get another coffee and get another coffee, um, (laughs) (laughs) then, uh, yeah, you'd get to this point where you're like, I would need to drink like three coffees to wake up sort of thing. So you've mentioned that you lived in Italy, Austria, China, and the UK. But you've also traveled a lot too. Where yeah. has where have your favorite coffees been globally? Hmm. Not the US. <laughs> <laughs> they, they drink some form of dirty water over there. I don't. I don't know. There, I don't are, know. there are some specialty places that are okay, but I will. I will absolutely yeah. agree with the general coffee is sludge. Yeah. I think I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend. Um, (laughs) It's reality. (laughs) No, it's that, it's that image of like the, like diner coffee where they just roll over with uh, that pot. Like that's like, what is, what, what is that? Um, (laughs) Sludge. Yeah, sludge. But no, I can imagine like there are some pretty cool places I imagine in like all the big cities from New York to Seattle, Portland, like bunch of LA, like they would just have some phenomenal places over there too now. But in Asia, I don't think on a whole, like my experience hasn't been great with coffee. I think that usually what happens, like I have been to Japan and I've like, there were some really great little coffee shops in Japan. Mm -hmm. And, but the ones that I found that were really cool, they were all like open by Western people. So Um, I think that the coffee culture has happened in other countries and then they've sort of come over to Asia and they've created these really funky coffee shops. So I've really like enjoyed um, the coffees that they've had there. Vietnam had interesting coffee. Yeah. (laughs) Have you been to Vietnam? Yeah, we lived there for a bit. We were very, very in Hanoi. I traveled a little bit, but mostly I stayed in Hanoi. And How did you feel about the condensed milk? I was a huge fan that, that uh, heat and humidity kicked my ass big time. So any, (laughs) especially with with the ice, uh, cafe suida, which is what you called it in the North. It has a different name in the South that iced condensed milk coffee. I freaking loved it. It was one of those Mm -hmm. things where I had to, cause it was like maybe 10 cents, 15, 20 cents ish equivalent. It was so cheap that we would go between classes and get one. And I did have to, between the sugar and the caffeine, kind of like stop at a certain point in the day and go, look, I want to sleep tonight. <laughs> um, so yeah. But what, what did you think of the condensed milk coffee? I liked it because it was really sweet and the texture was really interesting. Generally speaking, I don't like it to be too sweet, but I, yeah, it was really different. I, yeah. I really loved the device that they used, how they had that drip sort yeah. of thing over the cup. And that was really cool. I, um, I, yeah, I think I 
I took a bunch of them home and like yeah. gifted them to people because they're really they're really fun. Yeah, Bali has some cool coffee places too. Like I've spent quite a bit of time there and again they've all been sort of developed by western people <laughs> they have the civet cat coffee i don't know if you've heard of that yeah. it's kind of a weird it's a weird concept it's the yeah the civet cat which is i think it's more like a mongoose or something it's like yeah. not an actual cat they consume the coffee beans and then they can't digest them so they poo out the beans and then yeah they- did you actually drink it because i saw it and i saw the price and i thought about it and i was like i just i just kind of passed it up i really wasn't. No, I had to, I had to give it a go. Yeah, yeah, I did give it a go. It's very expensive to buy. Yeah. I was in the one in Ubud. I don't know if there are yeah. more around there, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I, I tried that one and I enjoyed it, but yeah, I wasn't really keen on the price. I think that it was sort of ridiculous. So yeah. for, for what it was, I think that, yeah, I wasn't willing to sort of waste my money on, on that experience (laughs) and it did seem to be more of the description than the flavor like the people I have talked to who have had it have been like yeah it tastes a little different yeah different doesn't describe like more amazing or like an explosion of flavors it just yeah I don't know hey listeners if any of you have tried it and you liked it please (laughs) let me know I'd like to talk to you about it (laughs) and the best way to prepare it as well because I think that I think that can really like make or break a coffee like if you don't know how to like yeah. one of the things my brother said on my Instagram post is he's like, I see in your video, like if it seems like it's gushing out a little bit too quickly. So you need to have a look at either the grind or how you're tamping it. Maybe you're pressing yeah. down too hard or, or not hard enough, uh-huh. or maybe it's yeah something to do with the pressure or the machine mm-hmm. or whatever. So it's, um, it's quite an art form, quite an art form. It yeah. really is. I've started to follow too many folks on Instagram, too many like coffee makers or official baristas or people that have gone through entire courses. And now I know what my 20th job is or 20th profession is going to be. Once I'm done with whatever I'm turning into in the next few months, I'm going to go and do like, I'll be that 60 year old in the coffee barista class trying to get my flowers and, and foam animals right. Like I will Incredible. be that woman. <laughs> I'm like, wait, there are courses on this. Oh, yay. Do we get to sample what we're making? Yeah, I'm trying to think of like where my best coffee has been. And I really like Italy is fantastic for coffee, I think, you know. But is it the best? I don't know. I I think Mm. Melbourne's like pretty spectacular in what they produce. Like it's really hard to get a crappy coffee here. Like, yeah, um. The coffee shops are to the point where like Starbucks isn't even any, yeah. a, a thing here. Like, I know. it's so cool. I <laughs> I'm <know>. so proud of <laughs> <It's> that. Like, <laughs> As you should be. I have nothing against Starbucks. You know what you're getting when you go in there. They're convenient yeah. locations, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. But the fact that they couldn't stay in, in Australia really speaks to the coffee quality there. Yeah, yeah, they went. I'm pretty sure they went bankrupt. I think, I think they, they have since tried to reopen some, but um, they won't ever have the spread that they have. And the only places they'll be successful are things like airports, mm-hmm. you know, places where there are lots of tourists that right. don't know where the local places are. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, we just have all these great little holes in the wall where they'll just create just phenomenal coffee. And it's, yeah. yeah. I, I will say it's probably expensive though. Like uh, most places are still sort of charging a fair amount for their coffee, especially now that we've got almond milk and coconut milk and yeah. oat milk and all of these different options. 
that sort of bumps up the price even further. So, so if you were to go to your favorite coffee shop in, in Melbourne or, or in mm. your local area, what would a long black cost? I think a long black might be in Australian dollars around yeah. probably the $3 mark, maybe, maybe $4. Because I'm just thinking usually when I get a coffee, it's with a type of milk in it. And that is going to be yeah. around about like the cheapest you'll find it is $4.50 up to like $6. Oh, wow. That's um, not bad. Okay. So for the listeners, the American listeners, the four, four Australian dollars is about two and a half US dollars. That's really cheap. Really? Yeah. <laughs> for a milky coffee? Yeah. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, right, like, well, we got cheap, cheap coffee here. Then. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. To put it in the Shanghai context, like when I was getting like flat whites or cappuccinos there, it was about what 35, 32 to 35 quiet. And that's like $5 or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's probably up around the same as what you get in China. Yeah. Or but, but cheaper. Uh, but we were in A Italy. Little, yeah. Last year on vacation, part of why it was so dangerous is that my cappuccinos were one euro. Right. I was like, oh, (laughs) that's bad. And after the first few days of having two or three or four of them, I was like, stop. Must switch to another drink after a certain point because it was just like, oh, my gosh, going from a place where it's over $5 each to a place where it's one and better. Yeah. It was just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, just yeah. this coin in my pocket. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> another one. Yeah. Just madness, yeah. madness, madness. So do you have a favorite coffee shop in your, where do you want to do? You have so many places we could pull from in the world. Do you have a favorite coffee shop in the world? My kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Come to my house. I'll make you coffee. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Cause I, I really do. I, I make coffee myself every morning, whether mm-hmm. it's with my mocha pot or whether it's with my, now my parents espresso machine, but yeah, I've definitely over the years had my little, little haunts. I lived in the South part of Melbourne for most of my adult life. And I was right close to this really, really popular street called Chapel Street. If anyone's listening, they'll know Chapel Street in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Just full of restaurants, cafes, bars, um, and shops. Very, mm-hmm. very popular area. And so, yeah, just at the end of my street was this street. And there were these two coffee shops. One was called Yellow Bird on one side. And the other one, strangely enough, was another color. It was called orange. So, um, yeah, I sort of went between yellow bird and orange and they were just, uh, yeah, they just, yellow bird was like the place that I went to when I just didn't want to really dress up. Like it was a bit retro, you know, it didn't really, you didn't really care how you looked. It had sort of really like 70s furniture and it was just really comfortable. The music was really cool. The people were really cool. You could just go in there and be yourself. But orange, just on the opposite side, was um, a bit more upmarket and a bit more, you know, people watching. Like there was yeah. this guy who just, he looked like Rod Stewart. He would sit out front of that, like, place every single day he was yeah. there. And it was just like, yeah, it was it was a bit cooler. I have no idea if, if they're still like that anymore. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, I spent years and years and years going to those coffee shops. I'm going down a yeah. very big visual rabbit hole on a chapelstreet.com website I just found, and the coffee looks amazing. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> well, can you remind the listeners where they can find you online? 
Because I'm sure they're going to want to see your coffee pictures and videos now. (laughs) (laughs) So Instagram, you'll find me at Bianca Fontana underscore FNTP. Thank you so much, Bianca, for joining us on this coffee show of the GFS podcast. That was the worst, fakest, sl- I'm totally completely out of coffee. So I had to fake that slurp. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> You're so welcome. It's been such a pleasure talking to you about coffee, oh. our favorite thing. <laughs> me too, me too, me too. People keep the dream alive They're driving to work to keep the cars they drive They're driven to win and live the will to power Whatever we hear and every day and every hour But a California minute It takes a little while You can try and just forget it you can stretch it for a mile, become a Hollywood star, or never go that far. But if you're healing, you can live it. Oh yeah, in the California minute. So bring us your water to help us fight the fires. Send us your singers and actors and other liars. We're making the movies like we might and gold Then it never gets old Just wait A California minute It takes a little while You can try and just forget it Or you can stretch it for a mile Become a Hollywood star But never go that far but if you're here, then you can live it. Oh, yeah. In the California minute. California Minute